Hello, everybody. Great to be with you. I'm here with uh, Chris Warnock, who is a friend of mine and a lay Zen priest and a student of mine as well. Chris has been with me probably two and a half years, something like that. Um, he woke up in our initial awakening session and has been clearing admirably ever since. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit about that. So, Chris, why don't you tell me, why don't you start us out? Everybody wants to know. Tell us about your uh, awakening first, if you would. Um, the, it, it, you know, it's interesting because um, I, um, I found you through your book, uh, Beyond Recovery. And because I had a tremendous amount of respect for 12-step. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great spiritual technique. Mm -hmm. You know, it's indigenous American. And so I started looking around and I got frustrated because I'm, you know, who are the enlightened people? Where are the awakened people? So I started to say, you know, I know it didn't just happen 2,000 years ago. There must be people now that are actually have woken up that are enlightened right now. So I started looking around. And then on Amazon, I got a suggestion to be on recovery. And so I'm like, oh, this looks great. So I read it and I was like, oh, this is great stuff. And I looked at your website and you said you could wake people up. And I'm like, well, okay. I thought, what the heck? You know, I mean, you know, whatever. Let's try this food. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, well, you know, I'm like, what? You know, you say you can, so, and you, I and like the thing about it. Yeah, that's the thing. So there was some substance there. It's funny because it's like, you know, I think we were talking about, I remember talking about like Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah. But it makes sense to me and people I trust tell me about it. And that's what I thought about your stuff because it's like what you're telling me was no different from what I read in the sources. Yeah. You know, in my, in the Zen tradition that I was, I was in. Right. And I'm like, okay, well that's a really good start. Mm -hmm. and that's a good way to kind of get, you know, a basic uh, orientation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I came in and did the awakening. So, and was your awakening like uh, explosive or was it like just, sort of ordinary you know where you just oh or tell me can you remember it's a little weird because i'm not i wasn't i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm not the one speaking now isn't really there so it's a little bit of a weird thing to talk about i you you got to the point where you talked about the self and you say like it was like an imaginary friend and i just started laughing yes right or, or no, rather, really what happened is that I disappeared and that all this laughing manifested. That's right. That's I really right. wanted to be accurate about it. Yeah, that was the, the, the so that would have been um, at the the Zen dog story. I mean, the, about the, the, the invisible dog story. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So that, which is just, uh, that, that's just one of the, uh, it's just a technique. Or it's really just a story, but it has a, it has a, uh, the, the, that story tends to trigger insight in other people, right? So tell me about since then, what's been going on since then? Um, and you were in Zen prior to this for a long time, correct? Well, I, I started Zen. It was interesting. Um, I, we moved to Iowa City where my wife grew up. From where? From Washington, D.C., and, um, you know, the city was fun when we were young, Yeah. but the older you get, the dirtier and noisier, and it's very expensive to live there. And you were both lawyers in Washington. Right, right. exactly. And we, Kathleen sort of, we kind of went new agey a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I moved to, we moved to Iowa City and, um, the, um, 
you know, and that down the street from us, there's a Zen center. Yeah. So that was kind of, and people say, well, how did you come to Zen expecting some big, you know, and I'm like, well, there was a Zen center down the street. And so Kathleen started, my wife started going there and I started going as well. And we just, and we sat mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the sitting was willingness just previous there's a kind of a buddha's birthday or buddha's enlightenment in in december and they do a lot of sitting in japan for that so i started sitting 40 minutes in the morning and 40 minutes in the evening every single day after that up until that april awakening session and i think the sitting was mostly just okay i'm willing yeah so that and that december birthday you're talking about that's the 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 celebration of the buddha's enlightenment is that right Right, exactly it's called in japanese called rahatsu yeah rahatsu yeah. And so they tend to go a little overboard and like sit, you know, 18 hours a day or something. I did. I actually did that at this. this there's a Zen monastery up in North, uh, West, uh, Northeast Iowa. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, I had asked this, this priest at the Zen center, Oh, should I do this? She's like, sure. Great. Go ahead. And she didn't tell me how absolutely grueling it was because it was <laughs> insane amount of sitting seven days in a row. And I just, I really fell apart during that. That was a really traumatic experience for me. Right. Um, kind of soured me a little bit on that kill yourself. Yes. Method. Yeah, right. So, I didn't wake up either. Which is fascinating. No, I mean, that didn't wake me up. None of the stuff woke me up. Right. Exactly. So, so what do you, since you've been a student of Zen and now you've been a student of the living method for two and a half years. So, what do you see about the, what we're doing here? That's meaning the living method. What is that different? What do you see the difference between that and Zen or that and uh, old Zen, present Zen, whatever you want to? Yeah. This is Zen. Uh, this is the essence of Zen. If you read the, the old sources, if you read the, 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 the stuff, you don't have to go back that far, 17th century even. You know, what you've got is an interaction like a koan. Mm-hmm. A koan is a record of an interaction between a master and a disciple or two enlightened people. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 they, there's usually a pointing by the master. Mm-hmm. And then the student or the person who's being tested, so to speak, you know, boom, you know, they either wake up or they manifest, they, they get it. Yes. And that's what, but so what you have is you have to have, an enlightened person, you have to have a person who's willing to be enlightened. And then there's a spark. Yes. Yes. So and I that connects. put that because you were talking about that, the, that your sitting was willingness and you said, you know, you have to have uh, a person that's willing to be enlightened. And that's, you know, what, what I always say is that you have to have, um, is that the only thing I need in order to help somebody wake up is I got to have somebody who's willing to tell themselves the truth when they're presented with it. Right. Which is right. Which is that same thing as the willingness to live as awakeness. I was thinking about it, you know, those lip designer horses, they're incredibly well-trained and they do the dressage, which is this incredible series of, and the way those horses are is they're waiting and prepared for the rider, whatever the rider wants them to do. I mean, they're sitting in a state of readiness, prepared to receive whatever instruction that they get and to go with it wholeheartedly. And that's the, the attitude that 
if you want to wake up easily or you want to wake up at all, probably that's the attitude you have to take. And if you're sort of sitting there resisting and like, okay, Fred's going to drag me into this. Yes. Right. It's, it's, it's not going to work probably. The, the, I remember Eckhart Tolle talking about uh, years ago, one of the things that he said that he said many things that really caught my attention. But one of the things he caught my attention was the fact that he was talking about that this, this attitude, which I, um, was more or less like, like a cat watching a mouse hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Zen. That's it's very Zen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the cat, it will wait. Yes. He's perfectly happy to sit there. That's right. And he's no, he's not sitting there going, damn it. Where's that mouse? God damn it. I'm sitting here and there's no, it just sits there. On the other hand, he's very intent. He's There's very, nothing more important to him than waiting for that mouse, that's but right. he's perfectly willing to wait. Yeah, that's right. So that's but you know what? Fine. You can't force yourself to be that way. Yeah, that's right. We talked about this Sunday, didn't we? Yeah, that, that, that you, can't make, you can't make it happen. So when I talk about that, it always sounds like that what I mean is that personally, <laughs> you've got to be willing to tell yourself the truth when you hear it. But there's no person there. There's no person, you know, there's no character there. So I can't mean that personally. What I'm really talking about is that awakeness has to be ready to drop the Chris story or the Fred story or the Bob story or whatever it is that they have to be, that awakeness has to be willing to drop that story long enough to recognize itself. And then the tricky part is not that difficult to recognize ourselves. It, we think it is, and we've been taught that it is, but it really is not. The, but the, and we're taught that way less now, but we're still taught that, we, that, that it's difficult overall. And, but it's what we have to do after we recognize this, and this is the tricky part, is that we have to accept this. Yes? We have to yeah. accept our true nature. We have to see our true nature, then we have to accept it. I, the weird thing about it is that you can easily get into this infinite regression of, okay, I dropped the character. And then there's this other person that's awareness, this awareness person. That's it. That's an I that's somehow not the unit, but it's still an I out there. And that's, what's strange is that the language we were forced to, to say it that way. Yes. But that's not really what's happening. Right. Exactly. If exactly. you jump to another person, then you're lost. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that people have to rem remember when they're listening to my videos, they're you know, or they're watching, uh, they're reading a post, or they're um, it, it, no matter what it is that I'm doing, or any other teacher for that matter, is that all of us are liars. <laughs> I, I that I was, you know, that I was a, 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 li a liar all my life, and nothing's changed, right? Because I can't tell you the truth. The best I can do is tell the very best lie that I can, so that I can get you close enough that the part may jump, right? That it, that, it, that it's seen, that it's taken up on its on the other side, you know. But I've seen time and again, like I can, you know. This method, when I say I, let's understand something. There's, there's no teacher here. <laughs> no. I know you know that. <laughs> right? There's no, there's no teacher, there's no student either. So, I had a conversation the um, day before yesterday with one of my friends. And he's quite awake in Wales. 
and um, and he wrote me letter later, and he said, you know, I love our conversations. He said because there's no real sense of there's no there's no role playing in terms of I'm the student, you're the teacher. And I wrote him back. I said, no, there's just a warm, comfortable feeling as as two dogs bark at the moon. <laughs> 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 and, he got, right? and he got that completely. Oh, boy. That's what we were doing. I mean, because we're, wow. we're, you know, and I wrote him back and I said, yes, it was really nice not talking to you about what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd, but there it is, yes? You know, at the satsang on Sunday, I had the strangest feeling that when you were talking that, I don't know, not exactly I was talking, but it was somehow coming from me. Sure. It was. It was interesting to have that sensation. Because yeah. you can have the idea. It's nice to have these ideas. Ideas are nice. I was thinking about that. You know, all the reading, all the preparation, all this stuff orients you. Yeah. Where are you? It's like having a compass, okay? You're, it's having GPS. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. But that's all it does. It doesn't get you anywhere. It just tells you where you are now. Yes. That's right. And it's useful. That's you. If you're in a fog, if you have no idea where you are or what's going on, right. that's not good. But if, if all you do is you know tremendous amounts of information, well, like I said, you know you're, a, you know you're at 49 west longitude, 69 north. Okay, great. So, the, you know, the funny thing is that, when I'm, is that that same thing works for when, I'm, when I, we're having any talk, actually. Hmm is that whenever I'm having any talk with any student, even this one, right? It just because hmm. that's what happens is that there's, I can see that there's, you know, that you're brightly awake today, right? That there's a brightness there. <laughs> right there on the surface, everything. But I'm always watching for that. And I don't even mean to be doing it. It's just, it's just that there's always a watching to, to, to take the temperature of that person. Because I'm trying to do what you just talked about, which is find out where the student is. And then you tune them. And then you tune it. Okay. You're calibrating. You're going in and you're doing all these little calibrations. Yes. Because I'm, I know, you know, I know there's no question. I, I know where they want to go, so to speak. <laughs> so I know no, where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I, I know where I want to go. And um, th even through that body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's a matter of once I figure out where you are, then it's breadcrumbs, right? It, but it's but the funny thing is, and you've seen this before, but not everybody that watches this will have seen it before. The is that even though I'm trying to figure out where you are, it's a really it's a really precise thing mm. because <clears throat> where you are will always be some variation of being in the, the bubble uh, of self-reflection. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Every student right. I've ever had has come to me in the bubble of self-reflection and wanted me, and, and but they don't know they're in the bubble of reflection because right. what happens is that uh, a student that I've never met comes to me and, or maybe it's a student that I have met that's even had an awakening before, but they're not brightly awake right now but particularly with like people in their first uh, their, in their awakening session or something. And they, they, and what comes to me really is 
but you know, the character comes to me <laughs> in search of enlightenment. <laughs> and it, and I remember so well what that was like. Fred just, oh, I can't wait till Fred's awake, right? Until Fred's right. enlightened. Because I can see where that's really going to work out nicely for Fred. Because <laughs> then, you know, maybe then I'll get some money in girls. <laughs> I know this thing is going to pay off for Fred in the long run. And so the, the character comes to be in the idea that it wants to be woken up so that it can then be an awake character. The problem being is that you can have present conscious awakeness or you can have the appearance of a character, but you can't have both at the same time. You can have one or the other, but the, but the presence of either one guarantees the absence of the other. Because in conscious awakeness, they're right. seeing there's no character, right? Right, right. In the, and, in the character, and on the other side of that, there's the, the character that just can't figure out, why can't I wake up? I'm right on the end. <laughs> yeah? and, and, it's, and, it's, well, and even, when there's, even when there's tremendous contact, even when there's been an awakening through that unit, if you will, however you want to put it, the it can we can regress we can still miss it and sometimes that we can be shocked out of that some we can be but and other times you you can't get somebody out of there with a blowtorch well and that's the thing i was just thinking was that what the character can do is to try to be willing to be willing to be led yes and if you say you say, you know, it's funny, you, you know, like, like in, the, like in a, a satsang or like in a waking session, you start asking people questions and they don't answer the question. And I'm right in court. It's like, your honor, direct the witness to answer yes or no. Yes. You know, essentially do it. Follow the directions of the yeah, teacher. I, I actually, you know, there's a, there's a, I get a fair amount of that in, in awakening sessions too, which usually means that I'll ask them a second question. Once I realize the first question is not going to pop out, first answer is not going to pop out then I'm going to ask them a second, maybe even a third question before they actually have a chance to do much because it's the right, because what's happening over there is there's thinking going on. You need to process them. They yeah. need to get with the, see what it's like a multiple set of questions. You know, I can see that now. It's sort of like you go, it's, it's like with a closing the sales, you go, yes, 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 yes. And yeah. then you want to buy. Yes. Fine. Exactly. You know, you're exactly. closing the sale, so to speak. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, and the funny thing is, we got to remember that there were that I spent years as a car salesman, right? And it's closed the deal, right? And and I spent that in my in my own estimation because I can't, you know, certainly I didn't earn this position. I mean, not that there's anyone here to earn or not earn it, but that is where we look at my we look at the karma of this unit. You can't find anything that in there that would indicate that it's going to be a spiritual teacher. So the way I look at it, frankly, is that this is just sort of thinking, but is that there were sets. Of, it's not about earning it or deserving it or whatever. It's about there was a certain set of qualities that that just just arose in in in, in tandem with each other or in in uh, coordination with each other. And actually, not even coordination, but at some point they were there, which in in this case. <clears throat> there was, there had, I had been, because I had spent years as a salesman and particularly years as a car salesman, which everybody, you know, we can, fi- we can figure out about, you know, the, the honesty was something that was 
rather slipshod in that <laughs> occupation. And but I was never out, you know. But you're but you're out to reach agreement, nonetheless. It's not so much to slam as it is to reach agreement. I was going to say, see, the problem with the idea of a teacher is they give you information. Yes. So what you're doing is you're sitting there and you're you've back from it and you're receiving information and you'll analyze it and you'll think about it. Salesmen though, the problem with sales is you've got to get them over the hump. It's yeah. an emotional thing. Yeah. It's not really a logical thing with people. No. I mean, you can use logical, you can do that pros and cons thing, but essentially what you're trying to do is give them, the guide them over that hump. So yeah. actually being a salesman, plus it's not so damn holy. That's right. And it's, it's, it's and nice. That's a nice way to think. I'm a sales, I'm a spiritual salesman. Yeah. It's a yeah. nice. <laughs> and, and probably quite like that. But Betsy says, you know, that, that uh, Betsy sometimes says, well, you're, you're just the, you're, uh, you're just the personal trainer to the awakeners. That's beautiful too. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I see that and I say, you know, and I've, I've actually been with students where I brought that up and I've said, you know, so I can, you know, I can give you the pep talk, but you've got to do the push-ups, right? Exactly. And that is the truth. Is that, does it make any difference that there's no one there and nothing to do? I get all that. That's true as far as it goes. Unfortunately, it just doesn't go quite far enough. Ultimately, there still has to be that willingness. We got to work through the forms in front of us. Yeah. If you want, you got to, you got to do something. And the willingness doesn't come from the individual, but it comes through the individual. Yeah, right. And it's it, and probably a patterning that's there mm -hmm. and, and, and a combination of that patterning and awareness. Because awareness always likes to wake up. Yeah, it always likes to wake up unless it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. When I mean, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It likes to wake up. It likes to go to sleep. It's, yeah, it's it, happy to it, it likes to. It likes to, it, you know, because there is... Um, I had an, I've had a couple of examples in the last month where with, with people that I've seen, we've been awake, you know, there's been awakeness functioning, conscious awakeness functioning through that body. Let's be sure to get it just right, non-dually correct. In other words, there have been people who have woken up with me prior to this. I've seen that awakeness there. I've listened to them, whatever, and then it slipped. And it's just, in other words, there's been unit overwhelm. There's been a circumstances or God forbid, there's been too much collective non-dual knowledge hmm. that actually can work against you. Typically, does work against you instead of working for you until you're after your wake, and then there's context. But when you get with when you get with these folks who have already who have woken up prior, it it can be. It can be very difficult. I don't even know what we're talking about. I can't remember, but we're but we're. They, the way awareness falls asloop again. Okay, it likes so to fall it asleep. loves to sit right on the. Thank you so much. It loves to sit right on the edge of its seat. Uh, right. Yeah. There you go. You know. And, you know. Yeah. Oh, is he is he gonna wake up or is he not? It's the, the, the drama is there. I mean, it's, it's the highest drama there is. Is he, <laughs> gonna, wake is he <laughs> gonna wake up? Is he gonna wake up right now? You know, and it's the. You can wake up right now, or is it, is it not going to be heard? And it's like, and now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> it's just high drama. And it just, how can the whole point of being here is to ride that roller coaster is for pure subjectivity to experience itself objectively. And what greater objective experience is there that? <clears throat> is it going to wake up or not? Mm. So it loves to wake up, except for when it doesn't, which is when it loves to not wake up, right? 
and this makes it sound very entity driven and you because you can't not you can't use actually language very effectively that doesn't sound entity driven without really going into a bunch of holy schmoly right which is you know well that emptiness is you know doing this and that and the other it's just easier to say that to, to personify a whiteness which is absolutely incorrect the, the thing is that if you're speaking to the seeker or the unawakened, they're not going to get it whenever you say. And if, you speak, if you're speaking to awakened mind, because I've been doing that. I've been going back and reading stuff. I'm going, oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yes. whoa. Yes. Form is emptiness and emptiness. I was reading Heart Suit yes. this morning. I'm like, whoa. Right. Right. It's just, it's, oh, my goodness. You see, it's a nutshell of everything. No wonder they repeat it millions of times around the world every day. <laughs> but if you listen to that, it, it just, it's almost like the sick joke before awakening. Because you telling the, the ego self, oh, you know, you, you know, do this and do that and be perfect and do all this stuff and grasp all the stuff and get rid of yourself, which yes. you can't do. The mind can't get rid of the mind, can it? No. No. So it's the, and, and that's the reason, you know, when a lot of times when I'll, I would say most often, really, you know, that when I wake somebody up, when somebody wakes up in my presence, whatever, I help somebody, however you want to put that. I say that because it's shorthand and it feels that way over here. I know better. I know there's no teacher. I know there's no teaching. I know there's no student. You know, I can look in and see people come to my door and I look out. Well, that, that looks like Bob and Carolyn. They look awake. What are they doing here, right? And it's like when they're coming to, to, for a session and then they go, well, take the money and credit and let them in, right? Mm -hmm. so it's, you know, they're already awake when they get there. But this feeling for them and over here as well is that there is that buildup and then there's an awakening event, which is simply the recognition of your true nature. But that, and now I've gotten off on another tangent. I don't know where I am again. This is what these units are made to do. Because if you're a unit, that's, if you're like the post-it pad, you're made to be written on, you know, and if you're the pen, you're made to write, you know, and if you're the meant to be asleep, you'll stay asleep, you know, you'll stay asleep. But these units were made to wake up or not or make up a little bit or, or stroll back and forth or whatever. You're given, the, you know, it's like that pen. That pen has a, the, the potential to write, but until you pull the cap off, you got nothing, right? right. It can't write without the enlivening uh, awareness. Right. And, this, and the experience, the, 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 the so-called event of awakening is pulling the top off that pen. You take it from potential into and, and, and help that potential move into actuality so that, that, so that awakeness comes to recognize itself. Attention is played upon attention long enough. Oh, I see. What's really hilarious is that before I came in, before I met you, I knew nothing about non-dual. I had zero experience with it. I, I met Eckhart Tolle. I'd heard of him. I listened to a lecture, but it, it just seemed to me like Buddhism without, with everything stripped out. Right. And so it just didn't take with me. Mm -hmm. But what I find hilarious about it is that, okay, because you talk a lot about non-dual philosophy and all that, it doesn't affect me at all because I don't even know what it is really. I mean, I have a vague sense of it. Right. You're my Zen master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is really hilarious. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I've, I've I, you, you know, there's a, a real tradition of normally that you have a lineage and you're supposed to pass it down. Mm -hmm. But there's a tradition of self-enlightened people. Mm -hmm. It's perfectly part of that Zen lineage. So, and what you tell me, I'll read, like I was reading Chinul, who's a, a Korean, they call it Son, but it's Zen. Mm -hmm. And he talks about sudden awakening and gradual cultivation. Yes. Six, 600 years ago. 
It's exactly what we're doing. And it's not like you found it and you're using it. You independently discovered it and it's manifesting through that's you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what it is. The living method is nothing more than that, which is this, this immediate awakening and, and, this, and then the cult of, gradual cultivation. The way that this teaching came about was that the, the, was one night there was a vision and I could see that all of the seekers from all of the traditions were lined up at the bottom of my stairs. I don't know how they fit in my living room, but they did. <laughs> the vision. So it, you know, which is what, and that vision is what we say in, we, in spirituality, that's the name for an hallucination. Right. So we call it a vision. And then it's all, oh, it's holy. I see. It's a holy hallucination. So, and it was, and I was aware that I wasn't, that this, that this, I was aware that it was quote a vision. In other words, it wasn't a direct hallucination. I wasn't seeing it. It was, there was some combination in seeing it and it being in my mind's eye. Mm. I can't explain it. Mm. But anyway, but I saw, I could see that there was this huge field of all the seekers from all the traditions. And then, and then, and they were, they were at the bottom of my stairwell, which an enlightenment was at the top of the stairwell on the landing. And that they were down there and they were, you know, they wanted enlightenment, but they were just in darkness and confusion. Literally, there was darkness. Plus, and they were confused. And out of the sides of that darkness, there came the, the, all of the, the, there came people from all of the great traditions. And they came out there and they said, oh, we remember, you know, the, the, we remember what it was like when we were in darkness and confusion. And we and just awful, and so we want to help you with that. These are good people. These are well-meaning people. These are people that are that are helpful. These are people that we need more of, for in order to have a better planet. Nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> some all for them. But what happens is they come out and they say, "We know what it was like when we were in darkness and confusion, so we're going to help you." And the first thing we're going to help you with, you'll notice that we already have because we're going to give you community and from community, we're going to, we're going to give you this love and support to help you on your journey to the landing. Hmm. And, um, we're, uh, and, and then what we're going to, so the first thing we're going to do after we, you, we initiate this love is that we're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you our books. We're going to share our literature <laughs> and dependent upon the tradition you, and you better believe what's in this literature. Mm. You know what's good for you, and if, if you don't, come to us and ask us because we've got no end of opinions about what the, the truth is and what's in these books. In non-duality, they do not say that you have to believe what's in those books, but there is the strong implication that if you want to wake up, you better believe what's in the literature. And if you don't, come to us and ask. And then we're going to give you practices. We'll teach you how to meditate. We'll teach you how to inquire. We'll teach you how to, um, to dance. We'll teach you how to, to praise. We'll teach you how to, um, you know, to, 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 to chant and bow and scrape and do everything that we can do. And then what we're going to do is that eventually, see, by this process, we're going to, one step at a time, we're going to move you up the staircase to the landing, which is where enlightenment lives. And we hope it works for you because it didn't work for us. <laughs> And this is the truth of most spirituality is that you have the unawakened leading the unawakened. It doesn't mean that yeah. 
That's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about this yesterday and I'm like, you know, all the groups I've been in, all the thing I've done, it's always the blind leading the blind. It's the always when the blind lead the blind, they all fall in a ditch. That's right. That's you know, right. Yeah. when you don't have an enlightened teacher, yeah. you know, all the stuff, it's just like you're just running in circles. You're running. It's a dog chasing its tail. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And you, you can either do it by yourself or you can do it in a group. Makes no difference. Yeah, because you, the, 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 the student with an unenlightened master is not a whole hell of a lot better off than a student without a master. And then you're worse. Without a teacher, yeah. You're worse because if you don't have a teacher, you can think, well, maybe I'll find a teacher. Yes. You right. have the option of being open to an awakened person. But if you find an unawakened person, you're like, well, I found it. Yes. And there is no awakening. That's right. And that's, that's what's really bothersome about so much of this stuff is that, well, that happened 2,000 years ago. Buddha woke up or Jesus or whatever, but that doesn't happen now. Yes. And so what we have to do is, you know, uh, you know do good works or, you know, whatever. You know, be yes. good, be nice. That's it. So much just just be nice. That's right. Boils down to be nice, you know, and uh, be a liberal Democrat or be a Republican or whatever, and then you'll be okay. Yeah. And that's what that's what it's all about. Yeah. Right. And you look around and say, where's the where's the spirit? You know, where's the where's the awakening? And when they're not, we're skeptical about awakening that it even exists. That's really really dangerous. I, think. I can remember a guy, um, and I've worked with people, you know, who were not totally solid. I get that, but I remember this is several years ago. A guy in California wrote me, and he said, "Well, he said, I, I, he said, I, I said, I think I want to book a session with you, although I'm I'm highly skeptical because I, I wrote him back and I said, well, I really don't think we can work together. But thank you, and for for your interest in my work, and it just blew him away because he expected me to give him some kind of sales pitch. <laughs> pull the rope in there right? yeah right and i said, said no i can't and, and he wrote me back and he was just crushed and he said you know so why is that and i said well this is hard enough doing what i do is hard enough without having to 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 counter open skepticism like yeah, exactly because that that skeptical on that level that's not skepticism that's cynicism right you can't work with cynicism i won't work Plus, as a sales technique, you did the slap takeaway. Yes, which you, you know, the slap takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap takeaway. It's like, well, sorry, I'm not going to sell this to you. Yes, that's they right. want it. Yes, but now see, they if they don't want it, yeah, they're not going to get it. Right, right. And the so it's true, and it's sales technique at the same time. It, well, yeah, it works. The, the the difference is that I really didn't meet with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the slap takeaway that didn't work. Back to do the well. If it's you pointless, think, open your mind because because it's pointless. There's no, there's there's no way it could be, or you know, or the chance, the odds of it being successful, are very very low. And the whole point is, you know, when if I say that I can wake up. You know, I'm languaging here, and I can wake up a high percentage or a high percentage of people who talk to me do wake up. Then that sounds really great from that view. But I can tell you that when I first started out with the Living Method four years ago, and I mean right from go, I was working out. I was waking up like fifty percent, which was far higher than I ever imagined. I mean, I thought if I went if I became a teacher and I woke up half a dozen people that that would be an incredible Buddha-like teaching coming from this, right? Half a dozen. And then, but it was, I was, and that sounds wonderful to wake up 50%, but that's if you're not the guy who's hung with the 50% who didn't wake up. <laughs> yeah, because right. that's a bitch. It's half, the other half is victory and everybody's smiling and laughing and crying and gratitude and all this stuff. But on the other thing, it's like, well, and I quickly saw, that 
that that it was it was brutal on me. You see that? So right. so so the but fortunately that was I mean I because I didn't cook up any methodology. I just noticed that there was one laying around that began when I started writing mm. Beyond Recovery, and I had to d- divide everything up into twelve steps, twelve twelve different things. Then I saw, oh my God, you got a method here. I didn't know there was a methodology here. I knew the people mm. were waking up around me for a couple of years, but I didn't know why. And then when I looked at this, I said, oh, I see you're actually got a method. So that's when I started teaching and it was great, but it was only so skillful and only 50%. So in even, and even as it, the, the, the odds went higher, I'm still hung with those who don't wake up and it's, and it can be, it takes a tremendous amount out of the unit. You know, I can remember I was on Bat Gap and Rick was talking about, well, when I do my interviews, I get real energized, you know, and this, that, and the other. And I was like, well, yeah, because you're interviewing people and I'm waking them up. There may be. A lot of Rick, I'm not saying anything there. No, he's not waking people up, though. But he's not. But, the, you know, he would be the first to tell you that that's not the process. That's not the purpose of this interviews. And we may be people working people up out in the field. <laughs> who are watching <laughs> interviews who get the, well, there's the missing link and they get it. But it's it, there, there's a huge energy transfer. Mm. When I look back at those early awakening sessions that were just incredibly unskillful, God bless anybody. By the time I got to you, there was some skill, right? There was a reasonable amount of skill. I was by the time I got to you, I was waking up maybe seventy percent, or I used to, I think I used to say three out of four, round it off because it sounded better. But I, but I, in calculation, I think it was closer because I used to like keep score, just trying to find out what's going on here. I, I couldn't fathom how this was happening. You know, that they, that everybody else thought I was a fraud. You should have tra- taken it from these shoes. I knew I was a fraud. I knew I couldn't do this. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking over the conversation. I don't mean, well, that's, well, you're the, you're the, well, I was going to say that, you know, the key, it's funny. Cause as a lawyer, I do a lot of these, what I call litigation campaign and I win, but that's cause I cheat because I don't wait for the client to come to me. I go out and decide what issues I want to raise. I advertise in a sense by having, you know, a website and news stories. People come to me and I screen the cases. I get the people that are, and I take them up. So I'm very careful on what I take. And so I have a high success rate. And I do the same thing. I cherry pick. Part, yeah. of, the, part of the, you know, what, what I, what's the reason I didn't take that guy from California? You look like a loser to me. That's, that's where this all started, which is the fact that I don't like to talk to people if I'm going to have to be, at the end of the day. Now, it just turns out that my preferences don't count, but it feels like they count. And that, so the, the I'm cherry picking just my, my fees alone. My fees are not small. I've caught flack about those now for, for, for years and will continue to take flack on as long as there are people who believe, who, who are sticking to the belief that this should be free. I notice it's not, right? So, so how do you figure it should be? But those fees are helping me cherry pick. I don't get anybody but serious. When I was doing, one of the reasons that I wake right. up with people now, there's some skillfulness to it, but there's also the simply that I get a higher quality of, of, of client or student because when it was 50 bucks for me to do this with you, well, roll the dice. It's $50. God almighty, I've been struggling for years. Maybe even this idiot can help me. And, but when it's $250 for 90 minutes, then it's like, well, gee, that seems like a lot of money for not too much time. 
screw that my doctor's visit costs six hundred dollars. That's that's something that's legitimate. This is spirituality and ought to be free. And I think he's a con man anyway. There's all of that worked into that idea that this should be free. It's the perfect thing for the ego. This I was going to say exactly. This should be free, and if it's not, I'm not going to participate. Right. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Good luck. How do we get out? You're, you're, sc- you're screening you. That's, I was going to say that, you know, the, the skillful, one of the things, again, legal that I've learned is that when I do a case for one person, it always benefits thousands because what I'm trying to do is take it up to the Supreme Court or the Court of Appeals and make precedent. So I don't just take what comes to the door and let the, let the people decide, find the problem for me. I'm out there screening it, setting it up, and then I have a high rate of success. And that breeds success. Since I had these cases, I won the Supreme Court. All of a sudden, I've been invited to law school. I've been invited to do these lectures. I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. And it, you know, that's like, there's all this, the flower had to grow underground for a long time before it popped out. Yes. And, and now you can. And now it's popped out. And oh, look, a flower. He's the guy. You know, that's right. That's exactly right. It's just like if you, you know, is that for a long time, all I could do was shout, I really can do this. <laughs> but I had nothing backing me up other than maybe once in a while I got it with, you know, there'd be, I mean, at the beginning, there was nothing backing me up, period. Other than the fact that somebody somebody would wake up, but they didn't necessarily send me a letter. They, I couldn't do a video with them, you know, five-minute testimonial and put it on the website. Look, this guy really woke me up. So I was basically working against, you know, I was working against the tide of fraud. Now, in the same way that you're talking about, you go to testimonials, your finger will get tired as you go scroll down the screen looking at, the, the, the successful things. So it does grow and you know, it, it grows itself. Success breeds success because the, you get people, they come to me now because I, I approach every session. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm quote, not supposed to have any expectations or then I'm not also supposed to care whether anybody wakes up or not. I do come to a, to a, a, a just, it's the measure of my own blindness of my own, um, uh, of, of my own unconsciousness because I, I come to an awakening session. I'm not married to the idea, but I do care. I want that person to wake up because that's me. Right? Hmm. And I know I want to wake up over there because I don't mess with this thing usually until I'm right ready to wake up. So it's, and I, so I come to it with the assumption that you're going to wake up. It, people used to come with me to me with the assumption that they were not going to, but they were going to try, or, but, the, but, you know, it's a Hail Mary pass. Now I get it when there's still, you know, when there's still two minutes in the game. It doesn't have to be the Hail Mary pass. The last play is that I'll call this guy earlier on. So, you, again, it breeds a higher quality of student, and I just look sharper and sharper, which is, I mean, that was true up to a point, but, I, you know. But, I got to you as fast as I could. And everybody does. And that's, yeah, but I, I feel like I was exceptionally, I mean, I'm 53. I didn't start becoming a seeker until I was 26. Yeah. And I had, I did the Sufi stuff and I did, you know, it was all necessary. But when I, you know, it's funny because you'll say, well, have you woken up yet? You're in the spirit tradition. Has it woken you up? Yes. And I'm like, there you go. It's true, practical. I mean, you bought the pen, you know, and it, is it writing? I mean, that's what it's, it's for, writing. right? No, but I'm told that if I keep trying this, that it will. 
the ink will just automatically leak out of the pen through the cap. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. I haven't taken the pen up. Yes, that's right. Just, you know, and if, I mean, that's, the, that's the, the greatest measure that I can think of. And I'm not the only teacher who will say this, but, I am, but, but it's not probably bandied about a whole lot, which is that take a look at your tradition. Are you waking up? Are you awake? And if you've been in this tradition 10 years and if you're not, it may not be what you can hear. But as most especially, way before that, take a look and see if other people are waking up. And if other people are really and truly coming to authentic, non-dual awakening, then it's a, then, then a good place to, then you know you're in the right line for dinner or you're in the right line for the movie. But if there's no one waking up at the head of the line, don't get in the back of that line, <laughs> right? Because just be, because the, what happens is, and Anjashanti talks this about you know his witnessing of this early on, which is the idea is that what we do is that is that we settle, and it's the worst thing that we can do, which is well, there's not going to be an awakening. I'm not even sure there really is anything mm. called awakening. But I noticed, you know, but I, but I have a wonderful lifestyle now, a bunch of nice friends. Mm. And I'm much, I'm much more at peace than I was 20 years ago. That's death. That's spiritual death is that settling. It may be a better relative experience, a better dream. It's a better dream than you used to be having. But do you want a better dream or do you want to wake up? And it's, it's a lot of people that want the better dream. Yeah, right. Well, I was just going to say, it's like, and it's not to belittle the function of stuff because, you know, you think of, you know, um, you know, uh, passing, it can be like a nursery school. It can be like a waiting room, but you don't want to spend all your time in the waiting room. I'm waiting room. you wait for an hour. You don't spend the whole of your life sitting in the waiting room, right. but that isn't to say it's worthless. I mean, cause I, I get that sometimes. Oh, this is, you know, it didn't get them what they wanted. So it's a totally worthless tradition or whatever. And it's no, 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 no. No. because, because this, you know, just like, this teaching can't exist unless there are people who are ready for it, but not everybody's ready for this. This is not everybody's teaching. This is the teaching for the people, you know, it, it's two ends of the same stick. This teaching can't exist unless there's people who are ready for it. The, the, there can't be students who are ready for it and this teaching not exists. It's two halves of the same thing. It's a, and it, it's, but it's not the two halves. It's, it's not the other half of all things. It's not, you know, there are people that need, whatever pattern, whatever, whatever um, they're in, whatever tradition they're in, how do we know they're in it, right? And they're uh, right. in it until they die, aren't The thing that's useful about the Zen, I think, is that they've kind of been there, done that, mm-hmm. and they'll write about it. Yeah. So like, like Rinzai, I'm in a Soto uh, Zen tradition. Rinzai, they're like very big on Wake and Kensho. They're like, you need to have this initial awakening experience and then go back and work on it. Just like that. Like I said, and that's nice to hear that as opposed to expecting that there's going to be fireworks and, you know, and, and then you're going to be a Buddha. That's what I thought. And that's what I think most of us think if that are not in a Zen tradition. The other thing is that when you have an awakening, like in, in 92, when I had my first big glimpse, right? It wasn't the, 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 the end of the deal, but neither was not 2006. But anyway, it was a much smaller, it was a much shorter awakening. It was still authentic. I got it, but I didn't keep it because, and when in my case, I thought I got it. And in 2006, I thought I got it all. If I had been part of a tradition, if I had been in Zen and had an awakened teacher, they would have said, I'll go sit some more. Right. I mean, (laughs) 
Well, I don't want to oversell Zen because they're sort of the attitude of like, well, oh, I don't have it and there isn't anything there a lot of times. I mean, I found it. I mean, I, I've sat and then I did a lot of reading, yes. but that stuff's not out and you can't understand it properly. No. I mean, that's the problem. It's there, but you really have to dig for it. It's there. not as if you go to a Zen center or a temple and they're going to be, oh, they're all awakened and all that. I mean, I, I had to come to you because I wasn't able to find an awakened teacher right. in my tradition. Not they're probably they're there, there, but we're just yeah. saying that I couldn't find them. Yeah, they're not. And that's the, that's the thing. It's funny, though, because you're coming from the Advaita and the Zen, and, and, and you've got the non-dual. My sense of it's sort of like regrafting. You've got these roots that aren't putting up any more shoots, and you're putting this vitality and life back onto those roots. And they have a function to serve that life and that vitality. Yeah. You know? when, that's their function. When I was, you know, the way you speak of the vitality in life is that reminds me when I was those early awakening sessions when there was really no skill here. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just knew that there was something that I was doing here, but I had no process, no elaborated process. I just knew that there were, I was asking certain questions and this and that and the other, but there was not a lot of skillfulness. There was not a lot of, I was stable. There was a certain degree of clarity, but nothing compared to now. I mean, it's been 10 years later. I worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. So, and, and, and spent thousands of hours in session. I mean, gee whiz, that'll clean up even a blind spot. <laughs> give them enough time, you know. I'm just an old huckster that's figured out I can't stay awake unless I'm in the company of others. <laughs> I, can't for it. I can't afford it. <laughs> so, so, but the, the, there, what was happening was there is that because I would, I would get up, I would do acts, I mean, like a play. I would do, you know, like a play and play more than one role in a play or, you know, like, a, mm, how about this? How about that? How about this? How about that? Like, you know, he would put myself in the, this side of the screen as one guy and put myself over here as another. I would, I would yell at people. Very unskillful. Not, I'm mean, not recommended. Not, you know, just not, I mean, it's not even something I would, I mean, I wouldn't, but it's what happened. That's all I can say. It's not like I was thinking this up as I went. That was what was happening. You're, yeah, you're hearing yeah. conditioning fire. Right, exactly. As a, to meet circumstance, there's a mailman or a mail <laughs> in the yard, and the dogs are not thinking to respond to that. It's just conditioning arising to meet circumstance. It's pure conditioning, and that's the same thing that was happening with me. Was I had no idea how to do this, but I could not not do it. So I would yell, I would scream, I would curse, I would do anything I could. And the mark remarkable thing is that about three out of four times it would work. I can remember a guy who's actually well known in our community. He owns an organization that's fun not to talk about it, but the part of well, I don't know why the hell not. He would tell you about it. So anyway, the guy that owns Meeting Truth, you know, co-owns Meeting Truth, the website. They, um, and I was working with him, and I, you know, and I had by that time I had. Um, some skill, but not great skill. And it was really that first summer that I was still doing it. And, and it was only, and I just and I just beat him to death in that same way because a tired ego is an open ego, just like a mm. laughing ego is an open ego. Mm. And, and I beat him to death. And it was on the third hour of our awakening session that suddenly awakening occurred over there. I had done everything. And I just, that I could, I had, was at the end of my quiver. And fortunately, well, you know, how could it be any other way? At that <laughs> point, I mean, he woke up, but he woke up like LSD trip, right? 
I mean, he wrote wow. me about it the next day. I still have, I'm sure I still have it. I'd have to, it's probably on the website. I'm sure it's on the website somewhere. And it was just a total, total boom, 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 boom. And it should be noticed, by the way, that I have another letter from him, which is what, because, because that is that ego came in, same, same as it did for Fred, so to speak, which is same as it did here. Ego came back in and there was a unit overwhelm and that, that bright, bright, bright awakening after a few weeks began to dim and we met again. We had another awakening session. He woke up again, and as far as I know, he's never gone out of that clarity since, right? But it mm. is, he's, last I checked, he was quite awake, so I would assume he is now. I think his wife's a teacher now, but uh, he may be doing some too. I don't know. I don't check up on him anymore. But that was it, was, it was the blundering through. That's what I was doing. I was blundering through until the magic happened. Partly this, though, because it's just being in your presence. I mean, we'll sit and have conversations about website design, you know, or whatever, and that will tune me. And that's the case now, but it wasn't the case 10 years ago. I think it probably, there's still, there had, because it wouldn't happen if you hadn't woken up. It you was, could do all the same right, stuff. Right, 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 right. That's exactly. And without the presence of that awakening. And, and how do I know that's true? Because in 2010, I had been awake for four years, but, but nobody around me had actually woken up. And in 2010, I can promise you that from my end, at least, I continued to say exactly the same thing that I had been saying for four years, except that people started waking up around me. But Betsy came to a different level of awakeness. The, um, you know, a real, real live, oh, <laughs> kind of awakeness versus just light and awakeness working, working through that unit. The, um, and, and my, my dear friend and, Still to this day, landlord, he was the first guy that woke up in, in the room with me. I've been talking to this guy for, well, let me see, in 2006, when did he wake up? 2010. I had been, I'd known this guy for 10 years. He had been following me, so to speak, as a, in, in recovery as a sponsee for 10 years. I didn't, as far as I know, I didn't do any, say anything really different. But where it was coming from, not only in awakening, but only when there was um, oh, I love the way that I'm going to write something about it that I read this week from a Chan master and he mm. was uh, 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 writing the introduction to some Chan poetry, which was, mm. what's pronounced Chan? The, you would know. Chan, John, something like that. John, whatever. Yeah, right. Chinese Zen. Right. And it was, uh, and he said, you know, that these poems were not written until these masters had achieved thorough enlightenment. Mm. And I love that because we never use that. We, we very rarely use that in non-dualities. There's this idea that you pop and you're there. And that was my idea too, but it's not the case. I've never seen that to be the case. I've seen people wake up in an awakening session and never lose touch with who they are, but it's not a straight, but, but, but there's still a great deal of confusion as they clear. You know, it's, I had two thoughts. One was that, again, I've read this stuff, and like they'll talk about the infinite levels. So I can read the sutra stuff and I see that, oh, that's what they're saying. So I can say, well, maybe I won't be just woke. Maybe the wake up isn't just one thing. Maybe because I'll talk about twenty levels of the bodhisattva. Yes. Like, All right. So that's again useful to know. Yes. Or like you saying, when you wake up, you're going to run around and want to proselytize everybody, and like, oh, it's good. Good. Somebody told me that, yeah. so I don't have to make. You've made the mistakes. If you can learn from your other your own mistakes, it's great. But learn from other people's I had mistakes. A bloody clearing process. 
<laughs> bloody awakening. I had to be in the worst situation almost imaginable, one of the terrible situations in order to, for awakening to occur. And then there, there is that I had no teacher, I had no money, and I had no humility, so that I couldn't, I couldn't possibly go out and find somebody who would talk to me for free, you know, because what do they know? I'm, I'm the one that's awake. Hmm. You can't, you know, there's the arrogance was just right there. So for, for three and a half years, I went around by myself making all the mistakes possible. And then in 2010, funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> the same year that people started waking up with me, in January of 2010, I had a, a, a conversation with Adyashanti on the telephone, you know, in his radio show. And then he and I had another one, and that was wonderful. And then he and I had a third one in August when he was in Asheville. And then, but in between the, the second and the third one, I went and got Scott Killaby and mm -hmm. hired him to be my spiritual teacher. Again, there was tremendous arrogance on my part because Scott Killaby woke up after I did. And that shouldn't be that he, <laughs> but he woke up more clearly. You know, when I bought the reflections of the, whatever his book is, of the, the daily reflections thing, Valentine mm. Press sells it now. And it was, and I just, well, I was just bowled over by the clarity that was coming through that, you know. And uh, clearly there was clarity there that wasn't here. So I didn't no longer gave a shit to be woke up yesterday. I knew this guy could help me, and indeed he did. From the first conversation on, there was tremendous change, and I'm I'm be grateful to Scott Killaby for the you know for the which is no other no other than myself, but I'm still grateful to Scott Killaby from till the day I die because he he was the perfect guy, and one of the reasons he was the perfect guy, oddly enough, is that he was a lawyer too, hmm. and he understood my legal situation. Hmm. Uh, he understood hmm. where I was and helped me see that yes, yes. There's that. There's the story. That's oh, it's terrible. It's just awful. Do you notice that it has nothing to do with you, hmm. right? And it was I could and and by that breakthrough, that's I, I got stable with him in that first conversation. He was the also Kilby was the first person that taught me let's actually do something and not just talk. Yeah, he took me through inquiry, and I was able to see that through my through these eyes, I could see it myself. And as a, and and, and I, there was a shift into stability, and it never and it never went away. So it's the so hats off to hats off to teachers, <laughs> even though there is no teaching. Either, either there is I was no going to say, you know, and one thing you said to me, and it really hit me just very strongly right now, is that the biggest problem here is wanting to be right. Yes, and that's just sort of like, oh my god. You know, it's all this knowledge and all this experience and all this intuition and all this great stuff is wonderful, but the ego has as much access to it as awareness. This is one of the reasons to come in and I'm right. Yes. This is one of the reasons that, that when you sometimes, I mean, I wake up people that have been with 20, 30, 40 years in, in, in non-duality, but I usually will wake them up the first time that they're with me because they, because I come at them with a new presentation. But mm. if they wake up with me during that time, and they then then if they if it goes if if if, if that awakeness is overcome by you know unit overwhelm or whatever, the the odds are actually very good that I can wake them up if they, if there's if it goes back they go back to sleep so to speak that I can bring them back to conscious awakeness. I can bring unconscious awakeness back into the into the state of conscious awakeness very quickly and very easily, but 
there are cases where I can't. And this is where, where there's a lot of context, somebody who's been there in, in this for a long time and they know. And when I tell them mm. that, that cup is already full, and when I start working with them, mm. if I've heard this, I've heard this before, I know mm. this, I know this, da, 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 and it's that I'm right syndrome. And even if they're trying very hard, it's just a conditioning that can no longer, will no longer be able to hear this until it does, or it may never be able to hear mm. it. I can tell it's you. The danger of it. I, I mean, I was an Eckhart totally devotee for, what, four or five years, something like that. Mm. I mean, to just an unhealthy degree. And yet, I can, and I can, I, I, and yet there was a time I remember, and the power of now was like a battle, right? And then I remember a few years after that, I picked up the power now. It was still on my bedside. I just hadn't read it in years, and I picked it up and looked at it, and it was just like gobbledygook. It was like, what is he saying? I mean, I can't follow this at all. Now I could pick it up probably and understand it again, but you go through these periods where you just can't hear it. Stillness Speaks has not done that. I mean, it, I don't think I ever picked up Stillness Speaks back or, and, and couldn't feel that awakeness. <clears throat> but that was a vast AM radio that reached many, many people like me. Mm. Right. For me, Ajashanti was FM radio, <laughs> which is where it reached not so many people, but much more deeply. And you're the laser beam. You're the laser beam. And I'm the laser beam where everything's where everything's cut out. Tight, but just that, you know, it's just. <laughs> it definitely doesn't work for everybody, but I notice that it seems to have an uncanny ability to work for the people who are drawn to it. So if they come to me, their odds are high. But if they, but but that doesn't, but it just is. But that's happenstance. It doesn't mean that I'm at, because there's no teacher here. It doesn't mean that I've become a really, really good teacher. It means that the process has just honed itself so that there's a lot of happy, a lot of happy endings. So this has been wonderful, but I think we've passed our hour. We're going to have to talk again. The, um, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So it's just, it's just tremendous. And just, I love talking to you. I love talk, we talk every week. <laughs> I love to, and I, and I love it every time. And um, sometimes we even get to the point where we're talking about spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> well, a lot of times it's just <laughs> my buddy. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you. Wonderful All to right. be with you. Thank right. you so much. I appreciate this great fight. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.